Hey everyone, this is Curtis Childs. Welcome to a special episode of the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast. Today we're going to get to hear Chelsea Odner's presentation from the 2022 Off the Left Eye experience. The Off the Left Eye experience was a weekend where we took a deep dive into the idea that the spiritual world is all around us. And if you like what you hear today, you can still register to get access to all the recordings of the weekend. You'll hear and see talks from Dr. Jonathan Rose, myself, Karen Childs, Sheila Robinson-Kiss, and of course, Chelsea, as well as all the group chats that we had and discussion. You just go to offthelefteye.com and click register for the Off the Left Eye Experience 2022. So without further ado, here is Chelsea. And so I'm going to talk to you today about bridging the levels in your mind, learning how to sense your innate intuition. To do this, I'm going to take you on a journey through Swedenborg's smallest published theological work. It was published in 1769. After Swedenborg published his work Survey, which the full title of that is Survey of Teachings of the New Church Meant by the New Jerusalem in the Book of Revelation, he went to England from Amsterdam to oversee an English translation of it. We dug into survey and the tension around that English translation in three episodes of the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast released about six months ago. While he was in England, he published another little work, even smaller than survey, called Soul Body Interaction. He also had Soul Body Interaction translated into English. I'm not going to get into the history now, although that is fascinating and will hopefully appear in our podcast feed in the future with insights from Dr. Jonathan Rose about it. But what I am going to do is to take you on an experiential journey through the content of this work. It's only 20 paragraph numbers long. It refers to itself as just a treatise, but it is packed with a key spiritual insight for our healing and life fulfillment. And I'm delighted to tell you that the portable New Century editions of Survey and Soul Body Interaction will be published in a single volume before the end of the year, which is due out in December. So the key spiritual insight in this book is the nature of spiritual inflow from its origin to its results. This insight gives us a framework for understanding the spiritual dimension of our growth and healing one that is universal and doesn't require any particular faith element to be beneficial. It simply requires an acknowledgement or even a simple willingness to consider that there is a spiritual dimension to our beings. So we're going to build out our understanding of this framework and how to use this knowledge to connect to your innate intuition as we weave our way through soul body interaction, going through the following sections the nature of what flows into the soul, the levels of our spirit, why doesn't life feel great, and how to cross the bridge. So starting with the nature of what flows into the soul. First, in Soul Body Interaction, Swedenborg sets us up with three key premises. One, that there is a spiritual world and an earthly world and the spiritual flows into the earthly and animates it in us, our soul, animals, plants, all things. This is life force, chi, ki, prana, all those words. Allowing for this idea that what is spiritual flows into the earthly material world 
is foundational for understanding the nature of inflow. So where does spiritual inflow come from? Ultimately, from the sun of the spiritual world. Swedenborg writes, our inner sight, the sight of our minds, receives an inflow from the spiritual sun, while our outer sight, our physical sight, receives an inflow from the earthly sun. The two kinds of sight are coordinated in their activities the way the soul is coordinated with the body. So you can look around and sense the sunlight or see the sun in the sky, but then close your eyes, and you can do this even right now, and imagine a sun shining on you inwardly. Something like that is really happening on a spiritual level. And so the third premise, that spiritual sun is love. The only possible source of spiritual realities is love. And the only possible source of love is Jehovah God, who is love itself. Love is the essential reality of life and wisdom is the resulting manifestation of life. The created universe is actually a coherent work from love by means of wisdom. If you are able to explore the connections in the divine design from beginning to end, you will certainly see this for yourself. Swedenborg presents us with a challenge in that, and we're gonna take it. We can employ these truths, how love and wisdom are manifest in the created universe in our lives, because we are part of the divine design. We are made in its image. So it's not just out there around us, it's in us. So how do we really get a sense of this? To do so, we need to be connected to our bodies. Swedenborg writes, Divine love is present from the beginning of the universe to all its remotest boundaries. So I'm serious. Hear what Swedenborg writes, spelling this out. Quote, the warmth of our blood, our own vital warmth, and that of animals in general, comes solely from the love that constitutes our life. That is a wild and mind-boggling assertion. Feel your body. We're warm-blooded. We're love-blooded, so let's go with this for a minute. We're gonna try this on. So you can close your eyes, again, if you're willing, and inwardly feel the energy of the warmth of your blood in your body. You don't have to try to feel it everywhere all at once. You could pick one part of your body, your hands, or feet, or your belly, and settle your attention there. What does it feel like? What sensations do you notice? This is your most direct access to divine love on the outermost level. So, opening your eyes now if you've had them closed. If you felt disconnected from your body, or unable to sense what it felt like inside, or were trying to but it felt like your mind was playing tricks on you, that's okay. You're not broken, but it might be your connection is simply clouded over. And we're gonna get some help in how to sense this more clearly 
as we learn about the levels of our spirit. So the levels I'm going to go over is how the inflow goes from the spiritual sun all the way to the sensations in your body. Listen to this cascade. Swedenborg writes, these two, spiritual warmth and spiritual light, or love and wisdom, flow together from God into the human soul, flow through our soul into our mind and its feelings and thoughts, and flow from there into our physical senses, speech, and actions. So if you've printed out the workbook, there's a drawing in there, which I'm also gonna put on the screen, and it's on page 19. And so you can feel free to make notes there, or if you have paper handy, you might want that with a pen or a pencil so you could make notes as we go through the rest of this talk. So we're gonna be coming back to this drawing over and over again for the rest of our time. It is crucial to understand that you have access to love and wisdom within you from the divine flowing into your soul. So look at this diagram. You may notice it's wonderfully similar to the one Jonathan Rose had in his talk. Here, you are looking at a picture of yourself, your design. So God, what love is really like, is at the top. Quote, all inflow of life is from God and the life of the soul is life that is flowing in from God. This life flows into our soul with spiritual light and warmth or love and wisdom, and from there into our mind and its thoughts and feelings, and from there into our body, all the way to our physical sensations, speech, and actions. What's amazing about all this to me is that many psychological frameworks are finding this same universal truth. So James Gordon, for example, he founded the Center for Mind-Body Medicine, and there he combined somatic healing so in the body, sensations, with listening to your intuitive wisdom. And he chronicles how this is also reflected in many indigenous and shamanic practices in his book, The Transformation. And Tara Brock and other Buddhist psychologists talk about the two wings of awareness, mindfulness and compassion, and how connecting to these gives us freedom. And then there's the model of internal family systems, which I love by Richard Schwartz, which describes the idea of the self with a capital S as this innate, accessible, and permanent resource of compassion and courage within us. And he acknowledges that the Vedic traditions also describe the divine as the one and only true self within us. And there's more than this, and I just find parallels of it everywhere. So look at this diagram again. This love and wisdom from God flows into your thoughts and feelings. There's a direct line. And so we can use this framework, this connection, to be healed. Even the life in our body, its senses, words, and actions are capable of receiving love and wisdom from the soul through the mind. And I would posit your body is already actively receiving this love and wisdom, even without your conscious awareness of it. So check this out. Swedenborg writes, the spiritual component lies within the physical component, like a fiber within a muscle, or blood within its arteries, or like thought within speech and feeling within tones of voice. In this way, the spiritual component makes itself felt through the physical component. So, if this is the case then, why doesn't life feel great? 
And why? Because love and wisdom get separated in us. We are divided internally. We feel separate internally. Trauma does this. But the purpose of life is to become whole, aligning our outer self with our inner self, with this inflow, align our thoughts and feelings with love. How receptive we are to the inflow depends upon the state of love and wisdom within us, as Swedenborg puts it. But the divine has an agenda, and the divine agenda is to reunite love and wisdom in us, to make us whole. So, quote, a love for doing what is good and the truth that leads to wisdom do flow into our souls together. That is absolutely united, but we separate them as they proceed. So then what do we have to do? Or like, what's the key to get that back together? They become rejoined only in people who allow themselves to be led by the Lord. So we can be engaged participants in our allowing ourselves to be led by the Lord. That's not a passive state, as it might seem. It involves surrender and action. So this diagram shows us that we can sense the activity of our soul, of our inner self, in our body. And learning to sense it is the process of developing our intuition. Our soul's activity in us is our intuition. And we have a very useful innate radar in us that alerts us to the places and parts of ourselves that are experiencing a separation of love and wisdom. In the introduction to her book, The Way of Integrity, author and life coach Martha Beck puts her finger right on it. She uses this word integrity. By integrity, she means wholeness, undivided, like the word that it comes from, integer, which means intact. So that's the parallel of having love and wisdom united within us. And so she writes, everything in and around us is negatively affected when we lose integrity. And because our true nature is serious about restoring us to wholeness, it hauls out the one tool that reliably gets our attention, suffering. Suffering is really a symptom of love and wisdom being separated, or as Martha Beck would say, of being out of integrity with our true nature. And the work of reuniting love and wisdom within us can happen and needs to happen on all these levels. Reuniting love and wisdom in us is the antidote to suffering. It's what we're doing when we're healing from trauma, and it's a process we can engage in. This is a way we can directly engage with rebuilding that bridge that Curtis was describing yesterday. So without knowing about these three levels and the reality of the inflow from the spiritual sun, Swedenborg describes how we remain fixated on that lowest level the physical senses, which really means how things appear to us. And out there, we get thrashed and battered about by the surf of our minds and the effects of the traumas that we've experienced. Swedenborg even gets poetic in describing what this state of separation is like. Our minds, when divided from the soul's inflow, can't help but, quote, weave a Gordian knot of illusions and entangle ourselves in it or, quote, construct a labyrinth from which our minds can never escape. He writes that we actively lower ourselves as if into underground caves. So it's as if we're like a corkscrew, and the more we effort, the deeper we dig ourselves in. 
understanding that there is spiritual inflow coming in from God is key. And the purpose of true religion is to awaken our sensitivity to this spiritual inflow. And so I can get that that may sound like a paradox, but the truth is that our mind and its efforting without the inflow of our soul is what ties us up and gets us feeling lost and alone. Then when we take action and use our minds to connect to the inflow of divine love and wisdom in us, that's when we find freedom and relief. And so we can practice and engage with this on our own, but also having the loving witnessing of others, of the divine love and wisdom flowing into their souls is also important, whether that be through friends, a therapist, a trusted mentor, or some other safe means. So we're going to do an exercise to get a taste of this, to sense the reality of this inflow. But first, Swedenborg gives us a clue. He writes, by themselves, love and wisdom do not constitute life, although they are the realities that lie behind it. It is the delights that accompany love and the pleasures that accompany wisdom, which are feelings that constitute life. The underlying reality of life manifests itself by means of these feelings. And just if you haven't noticed, each of these numbers are from soul-body interaction, and we're just kind of climbing our way up through these numbers. So you can feel these feelings. <laughs> and so I'm going to lead you through an exercise, also from Martha Beck's book, The Way of Integrity, to do just that. Take a few even, slow, deep breaths. And you can close your eyes. And so reading from The Way of Integrity now, Maybe you've never had an experience of pure, sweet integrity. Or maybe you remember an experience of feeling briefly but totally aligned with your own truth. Here's a way to access your inner teacher or sense the reality of that inflow, which are my words, right now. So first, think of something that you consistently make yourself do, even though you don't really want to do it, or you really don't want to do it, but you consistently make yourself do it. And this can be something small or big, but just pick one thing. With this activity in mind, say to yourself, I am meant to do this thing. For example, if your activity is take out the garbage, mentally repeat over and over to yourself right now, I am meant to take out the garbage. As you repeat, I am meant to take out the garbage, or whatever your thing is, notice any physical sensations. Scan your body, noting the feelings in your muscles, joints, stomach, your gut, the surface of your skin, and so on. And then take a moment to jot anything you notice down. And now turn your attention to your emotions. As you repeat, I am meant to take out the garbage. What emotional reactions arise? Anxiety, bliss, apathy. Notice them 
and write them down too. And then answer this question, yes or no, to yourself. As you mentally repeat, I am meant to take out the garbage. Do you feel free? Okay, now let go of the thought, I am meant to take out the garbage. Even shake it out of your body a bit. And instead, mentally repeat this sentence. I am meant to live in peace. You don't have to believe this, but just repeat it in your mind over and over. As you repeat, I am meant to live in peace. Again, notice your physical sensations. Scan your whole body with your attention and write down what you're feeling physically. So still repeating, I am meant to live in peace. Notice any emotions arising. Write them down. Finally, answer this question, yes or no. As you mentally repeat, I am meant to live in peace. Do you feel free? Martha Beck writes, the takeaway from this exercise is simple. The voice of your inner teacher is not the one that tells you that the meaning of your life is to do something you think you're supposed to do. It's the sensation you get when you state that you are meant to live in peace. She's tested this exercise on hundreds of people, checking to see what combination of words best connects people with their integrity, or as I might say, inflow. And after trying many different statements, she found that I am meant to live in peace rings the chime of truth more loudly and reliably than anything else. It's worked for virtually everyone she's asked, including, quote, not only earnest do-gooders, but also active addicts, extreme narcissists, and a couple of convicted murderers. These people weren't actually living in peace, but when they stated that they were meant to be at peace, all of them felt the physical and emotional release, the sense of freedom that is the inner teacher saying true, unquote. So you can learn to feel the difference as Martha Beck says, the feelings you get when you say, I am meant to live in peace, rings this inner chime of truth. And as I would say from Swedenborg, you are feeling the delight and pleasure of love and wisdom flowing into your soul all the way into your body. And so that's just a taste of tuning into your intuition and how it communicates with you in your body. And we can awaken to it more and more. Swedenborg encourages us, saying, while these two energies emanate from the Lord united and flow united into the souls of angels and people on earth, they are not received by our minds as one thing. The light that builds the understanding is received in us first. The love that builds the will is received only little by little. So we're building an understanding and then we'll gradually feel more and more the reality of the love. The love that builds the will grows as we have a witness perspective on our suffering and then use our understanding of this framework to cross the bridge 
to our intuition. So, how to cross the bridge. Looking at the diagram, notice the bridge, or what is attempting to be a bridge, with six steps. As we cross this bridge, our sense of love will grow. And so this bridge takes us through three stages. As you see, from our body, through the mind, its thoughts and feelings, to our soul, and then coming back down from purpose, through means, to results. So we're in effect building that bridge that Curtis was talking about. On the soul level, as this inflow comes down, quoting from an earlier number in Soul Body Interaction, love works with wisdom to identify purposes. On the mind level, love flows into wisdom to establish means. And on the body level, love operates through wisdom to achieve results. Or in other words, to be embodied. When all three are present, then the purpose is within the means and through the means is present in the result. So that in the result, the three coexist. So what's the end point? Feeling this in your body. We're gonna go up to the top of the bridge and then bring it all the way down into our body. So I invite you to close your eyes once more And we're going to begin, and how you begin on this bridge is with experiencing suffering. That suffering that just naturally arises on the outermost level. And so right now, register some suffering that you are experiencing or have recently experienced. The suffering could even be anticipating something in the future. Notice it and simply allow it to be there. That's step number one. And then next, one step up on the level of the mind, we get to know it better. Bring your attention to it and how is this suffering felt in your body? What are the thoughts and feelings associated with it? What is it telling you? Are there certain emotions that are coming up? Where are they felt? What does this suffering believe about you or the world? With that deeper understanding now, we're gonna to climb to the level of the soul. Step number three. At this point, remind yourself of the existence of the spiritual sun without letting go of your awareness of the suffering. This sun is the presence of unconditional loving. It may feel artificial at first, and that's okay. On this level, 
you are engaging your will to connect to the love and wisdom you know is flowing into your soul. So take a few moments here on this level, letting your breath enter and release until you feel like you can envision being in that all-encompassing, loving sunlight inwardly. Once you have a sense of that love, you're ready to allow that love to use your understanding as a means to help you in the suffering you've identified. Being aware now of both the suffering in your body, the emotions and thoughts, and of the sunlight of love, ask from a sense of connection to that great love what can help? What does this place of suffering in me need? You might notice first how the suffering is reacting to the presence of that love. And that might give you an insight into what it needs. You can ask, what would be nourishing to it? Take some time to see what arises without censoring yourself. Just see what comes. And as we know from Karin, there's angels that are engaged with us at that level as well. And now we're going to take the last step completing the bridge. Act on what insight you received so that you feel it in your body. And so perhaps this means putting a hand on your heart while silently sending the place of suffering some loving message. Or holding yourself or a part of yourself in some way and you can take that action now. And as you're taking that action and feeling your hands on yourself, you could even imagine yourself being held by someone else in some comforting way. Or you may feel a desire to write a message of love down or some insight that came. And you can take that action holding yourself and feeling that message of love in your body. Notice with your awareness, the actual sensation of what it feels like in your body to be receiving this love. And you may see if you can open to it a little more just for this moment to soften to it.
Now you can let go of any effort or imagery or let your hands rest and simply be present to how it feels inside you right now. The warmth of our blood, our own vital warmth, comes solely from the love that constitutes our life. In this moment, you may be feeling what it feels like to have all of these levels coexisting, having fully crossed the bridge to your intuition. So you can open your eyes now when you're ready and return to wakeful alertness. Once we understand that this bridge exists, we can climb it whenever we want and we can get better at it. Swedenborg writes, we can see that actual intelligence is recognizing and distinguishing the levels and seeing them in their sequence. So using these levels, crossing the bridge, is accessing your true intuition. And as you practice it, you'll be able to sense it more and more readily. So we're nearing the end of our journey through soul-body interaction. Swedenborg, I might say on his behalf, would be very pleased for you to know that this framework exists to know the levels and to know that you are building a working knowledge of these levels. This was actually his express aim in publishing Soul Body Interaction. And so this from number 18, that means we're right near the end of Soul Body Interaction. Like I said, there's only 20 numbers. And here's what Swedenborg writes. Until now, spiritual inflow has been deduced to flow from the soul into the body. You know, we get that. There's, I have a soul, I have a body, the soul's coming into the body. But the key difference he makes here is, but not from God into the soul and from there into the body. So that spiritual sun and its inflow is so important. And he says, this has come about because no one has known anything about the spiritual world and its sun. Yet that sun is the source from which all that is spiritual pours forth as from its wellspring. And you have access to it inside yourself. So people have not known anything about the way spiritual realities flow into physical ones. Since I've been granted the ability to be in the spiritual world and in the physical world at the same time, and therefore to see each world and each sun, I am obliged by my conscience to make these things known, he says. Because what's the use of knowing something except that others should know it as well? And so now you do. And thank you so much for your attention. <laughs>